Right. Welcome to On the Line. I'm Jenny Robb, and I'm so thrilled to have again with us um, Frank Giampaolo. Uh, he is an international award-winning coach and best-selling author, among many other wonderful things. Um, and we are going through his uh, book, The Psychology of Tennis Parenting, and we are going to dive into chapter one. So Frank, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the time. No, thanks so much. I got to say, you, you look spectacular with your the hair back and the oh, thank style. You. <laughs> Man, I'd have to comb my hair next time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I love the, I was excited for, for our talk today um, as I was looking through and reading the chapter. And so chapter one is nurturing happiness. And mm. uh, that's, signed, that's kind of a, you had me at hello <laughs> phrase for me. <laughs> so, so how did you uh, come upon the idea to uh, have nurturing happiness be chapter one? <laughs> well, I, I, just from being on the tournament trail so long with the athletes and the parents that, um, Often they feel they have to win the event to be happy. Right. And you know, and, and and all the parents out there know, but if it's a 64 draw event, you know, one goes home the winner, 63 goes home losing a match or two. And, and usually the athlete or the parents are very upset and they're not happy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't even think that winning a match creates really long-lasting happiness it's very temporary Absolutely. yes you know and we see it with players that they, they feel almost like deflated even though they won the tournament they won the match but they still th say things like yeah but my backhand was off right 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 so so i love that um you start out and the quote is winning isn't the way to happiness happiness is the way to winning and i just kind of stopped and thought about that for a moment and um, getting into one of your, your points uh, following that, like you were just saying, if you're waiting to win to be happy, then like you say a little bit later on, that's a, a really bad habit to get into. And so with that idea yeah. of happiness is the way to winning um, is just that switch of mindset um, of how you're approaching um matches practices every little thing the routines the stuff you need to do at home you know what you got to do in the gym you know approaching all of those things um with the idea of happiness versus waiting to be happy uh is is a pretty big deal <laughs> it is it's very, it's very weighty i think so too and uh and i think it does maybe require a little bit of deep thinking and some of the people that are more pessimistic might be like, oh, that's stupid. But, but once you kind of you know, lean into it a little bit and think about it some, uh, even when athletes maybe bump into a higher level of achievement, like maybe a UTR 8 to a UTR 9, they assume they're going to be happy when they're, oh, when I'm a 10-year UTR, then I'm going to be happy. <laughs> right. You know, but the problem is you're a 10 and then all of a sudden – by the very next day, you want to be an 11, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it keeps moving. It's like the, the goalpost keeps moving. Yes. If you wait to be happy. So, uh, and that's a horrible way to have a childhood. And it's a horrible way to raise parents, in my opinion, that mm -hmm. the idea of the goalpost is always moving. And if you're never happy, that 
that kind of sucks, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, I, I love the idea of um, you get into teaching happiness, modeling happiness, all mm. under under the umbrella of of nurturing happiness. And so, I think, uh, especially with younger athletes, um, the energy that the parent brings, the energy that the coach brings, obviously, is going to have an influence on that player. And so, it's so important for the coach and the parent to be on the same page of how they're nurturing the player. And I, you know, just the whole idea of feeding off of that energy is, is so important. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I, um, look, when when we even go back to time management and look at things like there's 168 hours available in every week, right? The 24 hours a day times seven, Mm -hmm. Even a high-performance player, they're with the coach 20. They're with the parents, you know, obviously 148, right? <laughs> um, but I think it's meaningful that w- we have to find uh, team members that have the same mindset. Yes. You know what I mean? I think that's big. I think that's important. And with the, the old-school drill sergeant um, <laughs> assembly line, go do push-ups, that whole mentality, that's dead and gone. That's not probably coming back in my opinion mm-hmm. and so this this idea about you know us getting on board and the parents getting on board and the, the but not just the parents realizing that they have to coach happiness but the kids have to realize too that they're responsible for their own happiness and i think it's meaningful too with kids and they have to realize that it's a choice yes. like gratitude right yes or it's a choice. Attitude. The attitude you choose to get up in the morning with, it's a choice. It's not just a God-given talent that some people are happy. Right. Right. I love, yes, choice. That That is huge. Um, and I think taking that into a player going out to play a match and thinking, you know, oh, I got in a fight with a friend at school or I made a bad grade on a test or I have something else I'm totally worried about or, oh, you know, who knows what the outside thing could be. And it, it if you can flip the switch to when I walk through the gate onto the court, all that has to fade away. You know, this is an opportunity to choose to focus on the task at hand. And hopefully it's enjoyable if you enjoy competing and playing. And, and it can be a gift to be able to set aside whatever is going on in your life. Because if you're waiting to play your best when you're having the best day of your life, you're going to be waiting a while. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's right on the money. Uh, it, it, this leads me to think too that it's meaningful that it, parents choose their battles with their kids and maybe they don't choose a battle on the way to a tennis lesson because that's going to destroy the mindset of the lesson right and not only does the child suffer but the parent you know wastes all their money on the lesson they're paying for right you know that's that's big but you know teaching happiness i think is super meaningful and uh i've been privileged enough to work with some of the players on the men's harbor team and um, one of their professors, um, he teaches the art of happiness at Harvard, and that's the most popular class year after year was how to get these kids that are actually, you know, obviously high performance in intellects. And uh, Dr. Ben Shahar would teach how to be happy. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
it's a beautiful thing. And I think that, um, you know, we can bring it onto the tennis court a little bit more often. So. You know, I love how you um, introduced the idea of a gratitude journal. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of, of journaling in general. And to start your day um, thinking of, you said, you know, maybe it's you're, you're grateful for some relationships that you have, whether it's parents, friend, other family member, whoever it might be, or, or, you know, just being able to, I love, I think the first one you mentioned was that your body is that you can play, that you can play this game. Yes. And so, you know, that one has resonated with me, (laughs) especially lately to, uh, with my surgery behind me and all, but, but being able to, go out and do this great, beautiful sport is something that you might take for granted until all of a sudden you are injured or you are sick or whatever the case may be that it is, you know, it's a privilege to be able to, to do this. (laughs) It sure does. um, It rewires how we think because it really, the science is that kind of, it releases this like serotonin and, and dopamine into the bloodstream and that's responsible for these positive emotions and gratitude actually can rewire your day a little bit you can start the day better and there's a lot of science that says gratitude improves like your overall health and your physical mental emotional well-being and problem solving and dealing with adversity and building stronger relationships and absolutely Man, it goes on and on. And uh, yeah, starting the day, just being appreciative. It's not easy, though, in, in, in today's society. It's, you know, if you watch any kind of news on TV, it's always the problem is, the problem is, the problem is. And, you know, you hear a lot of doom and gloom. That's so true. So to be able to have the mindset to already set your attitude in the direction of positive effects. And so if you're already going to start your day and technology is so great, uh, I mean, you could put it in your notes app on your phone or leave yourself a little voice note or something. Um, I had a a coach uh, growing up that um, he, I was too hard. He thought I was too hard on myself and I was. And so we had this thing, what to say when you talk to yourself. And he would want me to uh, come up with like a mantra or, you know, like you got this or something like I, I am confident today because I have prepared and I've put in the work and just, you know, at first it might seem kind of silly <laughs> or you might feel kind of funny, but I mean, it changed, like you said, it like rewired my thinking going into practice and competition to go, okay, I am prepared. You know, I don't have to be scared. I don't have to panic. I am ready. And, and so to, to like going back to nurturing happiness and, and nurturing these kinds of outlooks you know, you can then begin to have that happiness because you're approaching it with that happy outlook versus, you know, it's a tough day. I don't feel a hundred percent, you know, my mom got mad at me, my sister stole my sweater or, you know, whatever it is, you know, it'd be very easy to, to pick apart uh, the things that aren't going your way. And so to, 
you know, rewire, as you said, or, or train your mind towards that positive is, is a huge deal, you know, even beyond just the tennis court, you know, but, but again, tennis yeah. and those kind of character traits, um, you know, just go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's, I guess it is part of the psychology of being a tennis parent or any kind of athletic parent, or maybe even just any parent at all that, <laughs> You know, we know that we're modeling and whatever we whatever we do, they're gonna probably copy. That's right. And they're and they're probably not gonna do what we say to do anyway. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but they're paying attention though. I mean, they they really are. And uh I think that some of the topics you're talking about with inner dialogue and self-coaching and positive affirmations are are right on the money, but it's it's difficult for kids to do that at first because they're like oh man, this is silly. This is like foo-foo, right. hippie stuff, you know, hippy-dippy. <laughs> uh, but I think it's meaningful that the more you you can do that inner dialogue and, and look for solutions versus the problems. You know, we've all had it. We all, when we used to play, we used to have second serves, right? And we used to say, <laughs> you know, dear God, I'll go to church every Sunday for a month if I get this serve in. Right. But that's probably not the right thing to do. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, all of these things too, I, I've been kind of talking about the, the player aspect, but I think it's every bit as important <laughs> for the coach and the parent to, like we said a minute ago, be on the same page with this. And so maybe that parent is not just innately doing these things. And so the journey for them gets better as well. If instead of, you know, I'm running late to get you to practice and yeah. oh, no, and, 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 you know, you've got a big test tomorrow or, oh my gosh, you missed another backhand. And, you know, so, so I think being able to kind of, you know, clear out the space surrounding the parent and the coach equally yeah. as much as the player, and then you are in a better headspace. <laughs> yeah. And that's big headspace, isn't it? My old mentor, Vic Braden, used to always say laugh and win. And that was one of his mantras. Like he had it on the T-shirts, laugh right. and win. Right? Yeah. And that I, was, I, that I, is... I had one of those. I actually met Vic you Braden did? years ago. He came to Birmingham. Okay. I was just out of college and teaching um, at a, a YMCA here in town. And he came in and... Uh, did like a weekend workshop and it was just the coolest thing. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so I had one of those shirts. I yeah. didn't have it, but <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> yeah. But it's not new, right? It's, it's, um, <laughs> I think all the best teachers are, are teaching that. And sometimes though, parents even have a little bit of a, a different belief system. Like, well, I've seen parents on the courts, you know, they, they yell at their kids. They go, stop smiling. Don't laugh. This <laughs> right. is serious. And right. I mean, they're just going to quit at a faster rate. Right. If you, you know, there, I can't remember. It's been a few years back, but um, Canada, and I can't, I think it was hockey. I think it was the a national hockey thing, but they produced some commercials and it would be uh, the one that comes to mind is there's a, a parent. So a father is, is playing golf and he's about to putt. And there's the young son 
and the son is is kind of barking orders at the dad and he's like oh, great. focus get your head in this you got to make this putt he's saying all these <laughs> things and it did such a good job great. of you know flipping around those roles and I, I think that's why it made such an impression on me that I was like that's brilliant you know how funny is that yeah. you know, but but you, for the parents to cut themselves some slack too and there are plenty of coaches that can get so wrapped up in it as well and so I think that to be able to approach things in a happy and peaceful way and you're not taking yourself too seriously so I love that like you said laugh laugh and win I, you know it's like you have to yeah. be able to laugh a little bit because you have to ease the tension I mean how often does it happen that players uh, will have a really tough first set. And then whoever wins the first set, and then you sit down and you get up and you've kind of had a moment to go. <sighs> and then the next thing you know, it's yeah. love three in the second set. And it's like, what, what happened? Well, the level of focus wasn't at the same place. And so are you going to look at that as a negative thing and be like, you've got to focus out there or... Yeah. Are you going to go, okay, that was a hard set. Let's breathe. And we're going to go right back into it. Cause you have to have a break in that focus. I mean, nobody that I know <laughs> can be at that top level of focus for, you know, two, three hours or something. I mean, there has yeah. to be a little break. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Laughter is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Laughter is great. It, it really diffuses and you know and, and we've seen it but players that are stressed and feel the pressure their their muscles tighten right and their breathing gets shallow and their cognitive processing speed is is shut down and sometimes they even call it well people that do like more neuroscience the amygdala hijack it's like an emotional hijack i've heard that phrase yeah i like yeah and I like it's that. really interesting but anyway, it's um, it's all good stuff, and and to me, uh, what I'm secretly trying to do with some of these books, especially the ones aimed at tennis parents, and secretly aimed for the tennis coaches, but yeah. I can't approach a coach. And most of them have very big egos, right? We all know that yep. as coaches. Yep. I guess we all do. <laughs> but it's hard to do that. It's hard to say, okay, coaches, you probably should learn this stuff, but. If the book says the tennis parent, you know, then it's safe. So then it's, it's safe. safe. Territory. <laughs> yeah. And then they can borrow whatever they want. And then it does help the whole, you know, community of, of coaches around the world. And that's, to me, that's, that's important. So. Oh, it's so important. I mean, I think it is good for coaches and parents and players, you know, just in general, the, the mm -hmm. population to have a little time of reflection you know, so as a coach, you know, if you read this and you're, you're maybe they saw you speak and they got to know you and then they're like, this is one of the things I want to take back to my club or my player or whoever, and maybe on the airplane or the drive or whatever it may be, yeah. they have a little time to reflect on themselves as they're going to then you know, help their player and the parent. And, and so it's pretty brilliant actually that it's, it's kind of like that you go in through the back door, like the back door. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's a back door issue. And 
<laughs> an indirect kind of soft, nice little nudge of, hey, you know, it's okay yeah. to, to kind of reflect on on uh, your approach sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we all do that, don't I mean, all the people like you or myself, and I think the best coaches are really growth minded. They have this growth mindset and they know they can't keep adding to their you know, the, their players' wisdom if they don't keep adding to their own wisdom. Right. That's such a good statement. That is, yeah, thank you. Players, I mean, parents too, right? I mean, we have to, yeah. we have to cut them some slack because there's no real, I don't know, there's no real guidebook for being great tennis parents out there. You know, I'm, I'm trying to put these together before I retire. And, but, but, you know, it's something that I think I'm very grateful for you to, to, that we're able to talk about it so oh me too I'm grateful for you <laughs> but um <laughs> so th this is I'm gonna read this in my mellow notes here but it says uh psychologists mm -hmm. believe that rehearsing gratitude helps rewire how we think feel and process the world around us and so just to kind of bring all of that together I think that is such a good statement um that rehearsal and you talked about dress rehearsal yeah last time that we talked and and so it's such an important idea um that you approach practice a player approaches practice with that mindset of enjoying improving that was another thing um that yes. I particularly liked from this first chapter was the idea of finding happiness and improvement and so again instead of being outcome related you know it, it's yeah. not the outcome it, it it's it's the other stuff <laughs> yeah yeah right on that's so meaningful isn't it that it is i think it, that brings us back to the idea that as the athletes play matches we want them to write down three maybe three things they thought they did pretty well, right? And three things maybe they think they can improve. They have to then put, make notes on their phone, text it to the coach. So then the next week, it's a customized developmental plan. And I like the idea that the parents do it as well. Instead of the parents barking at the kids on the way home, you know, right. the, the laundry list of things the kid did wrong, maybe. Right, right. It's, it's not the time and it's not, no parents no. place to do that just send it to the coach yep. and, and have the coach do that that would be something important i think um oh definitely you know yeah you know and and this other idea um that i have kind of a star next to over here in my notes is um heart-based parenting and again that's another one of those <laughs> phrases um that really spoke to me so so the correct you said it find the correct pathway into the athlete's brain design and you know that goes into personality and 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 so yeah. I love that part um in this whole idea of the nurturing of happiness and the player and that happiness is the way to winning instead of the outcome uh yeah so you know I, I just I love that though heart heart based parenting <laughs> tell us a little bit how did you come up with with that well I like the idea of uh, us as coaches or parents believing that we have to get it's our responsibility to get into their world it's not yeah. their responsibility as a 10 year old to get into the way we think mm -hmm. our personality profile the way we perceive the world uh, also as coaches 
the way we used to play the game or even see the game might not be the way that the child is wired. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. We might be incredibly patient individuals and they might be totally impatient. Right. And that would dictate the style and the length of point and that type of thing. And mm-hmm. so we have to get into their world. We figure out how they tick. And, right. um, but all too often it's the other way around. We're, we're like, do it my way, do it because I said so, right. you know, and all we're really saying is do it the same way that we were taught 20 years ago. Yeah. And that just is, is detrimental to everybody involved. Um, yeah, you they- know. So it, it just unfortunately it is and so I have here you know when you switch from rule-based uh, parenting like do it my way to heart-based parenting let's figure this out together they'll mm. improve much faster your your relationship with your athlete will change for the better and you mentioned one of your other books the soft science of tennis um which i also have <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah. so so you know i i just love the idea of instead of do it why my way let's figure this yeah. out together and so like you were saying with a growth mindset that's been fostered in, in the child and hopefully the parent and then in the coach as well. We all still need a growth mindset and then to yeah. be open to what may come, you know, and you follow this with, and we've already touched on it, but praise effort, not results. And yes. so, you know, I think that is so big again, approaching a practice with the idea of enjoying improving. I mean, I worked with a player who was phenomenally talented and but it got to a point where he he was happy where he was and so as uh, long as he could play you know and win these matches at this level that that was fine with him and then, then if it was like if he got tested a little bit he would fall apart you know he got comfortable being in that place and that's that closed minded mindset versus growth mindset um but, but yeah, I mean, the effort um, and the enjoyment of improving, I just were two things that that really hit home with me. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, great. And, and I'm so happy that there's um, a lot of folks are kind of relating to this and, mm-hmm. and, and that it did hit number one on Amazon the first week, which was good. Obviously, that was exciting for me. But yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's it, I, I think more than ever now, parents are getting into this software side of the game. And so that kind of as a review, the the hardware might be your athlete's strokes and athleticism, right? But mm-hmm. software is the mental and emotional skills. And, right. and, and this ties into that a little bit more. Um, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, one of our uh, mutual friends and industry leaders, uh, Craig O'Shaughnessy, um, mm. he, he talks about... Uh, you know, that there's two matches, you know, there's, there's, and it's what we're talking about exactly, but it's, it's, you know, there's what's going on in between points and in your mind. And then there's what's physically happening as you're yeah. in that moment of that point where you're choosing what shot to hit or trying to get to the ball or, you know, whatever the case may be, but, but yeah, it's like the, the idea that there's two matches going on. Um, I had never heard that before. One of the, the you know, and I was like, huh. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> no, it's good. It's, yeah. it's meaningful, isn't it? <laughs> it takes you way back to, this is way before you were born, but um, <laughs> Tim Galloway had a book called, you know, The Inner Game. 
I have that and, book too. Yeah. And that book is that's the whole concept of that book that there's the inner battle between self one and self two, and your conscious judgmental editing mind that's barking at you, mm-hmm. and the subconscious mind that kind of can flow and. That's right. Those those are interesting to me too. I'm glad you like. I those. love that. Yeah. Um, is that I think in that book there there's a part towards coaching where it's kind of like stop talking so much <laughs> you know, don't you know yes is that the same book I, I, I feel yes. like it is, but but it's like you know just, yes. just you know take a step back you don't have to you know so many new coaches want to say ten thousand things during the whole entire hour and it's like just take it easy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, know? you know what with that with that in mind I think it's really meaningful for coaches that may be listening or parents that may go out to the court and hit balls with their children or even parents that may talk about tennis. I think it's meaningful to secretly take your phone, hit the recording app and record. If you're a coach, record your lesson and listen to it on the way home. If you're a parent, record your conversations and listen to it later because you'll be surprised. Like you think you're being positive and, and it's amazing. Don't do this. Don't do that. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. And Going back to what you mentioned, the beginning coaches don't stop talking. Yeah, it's like, I feel like I need to say so many. I, I want to maybe somewhere it's like the, yeah. the analogy of throwing spaghetti against the walls and see see what sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Throw everything out there and see what sticks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's neat. It's because they care and they really want to give people their money's worth. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's all. I think that's all meaningful stuff. Absolutely. No, I, I just, um, you know, I know, I know we're on a time schedule. I could sit here and, and we could just uh, talk all day, <laughs> but uh, just going back to, to some of the main ideas um, here, again, the idea of happiness as a state of being, and that that is something to be trained in all of us in all the roles and, and the habit of happiness, you know, that, that yes. you have to be consistent for it to work. Again, coming back to, to gratitude as your main force with this um, yeah. is, is just, it's just so important. And I'm so glad that we can share this space to talk about it and have it out there for other coaches and parents yeah. and players. Yeah. And, and so thank you. Thank you for, for writing this and wanting to share it with all of us. Cause it, 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 yeah, it helps. Everybody. I appreciate you. And uh, look, I, I think it's important if, if any parents or coaches want information, I know you feel the same way, but they can email, they can call and uh, we're more than happy to help because I meant that, you know, the stage in the career now we're, I enjoy the idea of mentoring younger coaches and helping parents that are struggling. It's a tough, it's a tough road sometimes, you know? Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. You know, I am grateful that, that, that you're putting this information out there and you're spending the time to not only think about it and, and, and help your athletes, but by yeah. doing that, it's like the ripple effect, right? Like, like hopefully yeah. the more we do this, um, the better experience that the whole team can have, the player and the parent and the coach. And so, yeah, right on. you know, hoping for that uh, positive experience. And so 
Chapter one. Chapter one in the books. In the books. (laughs) Fantastic. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. We will talk again soon. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye.